This is Kate Moorhead and the podcast Find It. Today I want to talk about a toolbox for how to pray. This toolbox is called the Book of Common Prayer. How does one pray? There are as many different kinds of prayer as there are people on this earth, and more. I want to open your hearts and minds to the concept that prayer is vast. Prayer can be just sitting in silence, staring at a tree, painting, singing, dancing, playing music. Prayer can be washing the dishes and talking to God, walking and witnessing beauty and awe. Prayer is any time that we invite the third one into our relationship with whatever we're encountering. Prayer is when God is included in that experience. God is always present, but being ultimate love, God waits to be invited in deeper. And it's when we consciously invite God in that it becomes prayer. There are so many ways to invite God in. But sometimes we find ourselves at a loss for words. Sometimes we need the help of our ancestors, of writers, of artists, in order to craft something beautiful for God. And it's at times like these that we get out our toolbox. The Book of Common Prayer should sit beside your bed, on a bedside table. It should be in your car in case you need it in case someone is ill or lonely or in need of prayer. It should be there, available to you at your fingertips when you need to find the right words, when you need to reach back through the centuries and encounter language that expresses your deepest thoughts, your longings. The Book of Common Prayer is a complex book. It is much more rich than you would think. If you come to church and open it up to page 355, you're only getting a small glimpse of the book's riches. To explore the book, you turn at first to the table of contents where you see that we begin with the daily office, a way for you to read the scripture in a substantive and organized manner in order to work your way through the entire Bible by taking daily bites. We then find collects, a collection of prayers which range through the centuries, prayers that link us to the scripture for certain Sundays, or prayers that are on various topics, ranging from prayers for the nation, prayers for musicians, prayers for peace. We then, of course, share with one another the worship services of high holy days and all days. Unlike the Roman Catholics or Eastern Orthodox, the laity have access to every single liturgy, every worship service. They can read them from Ash Wednesday through to Advent. These do not belong just to priests, but to the priesthood of all believers, so that you can experience worship, just reading about it in the comfort of your own home. 
two, of course, the two greatest sacraments being baptism and the Eucharist, which you can read about as well. I urge you to read through this book. Open its pages. There are prayers for you to say when someone is sick, prayers for you to say when someone is dying. There are the prayers of ancient Israel, the Psalms. Songs sung to God, songs of lament, of joy, of thanksgiving, of petition. And there is this portion called the Catechism, where we look at what we believe and why. It's a series of questions and answers that you can read through just to get a glimpse of the Episcopal faith and its Anglican roots, what we put our trust in and why. There are historical documents of the church which are often difficult to read because many of them are in Old English, but very fascinating. Some of the longest sentences I've ever read in the Book of Common Prayer from 1549, there's an introduction written by Thomas Cranmer that just goes on and on. There's an ancient creed called the Athanasian Creed and other statements of our belief like the Chicago Lambeth Quadrilateral, stating four major pillars of our faith. We then come to a section called the lectionary. The word lexio means to read. In this section, we are given reasons for assigning scripture for every different Sunday, working our way through the Bible in three years. The lectionary links us with Anglicans, Roman Catholics, Lutherans, Eastern Orthodox, all over the world. We all read the scripture systematically. It's not up to the preacher to choose which passage he or she wants. No, the scripture is assigned to us. It is the scripture itself that dictates our subject matter, the calendar of the church, not the whim of the preacher. And finally, the daily office lectionary the small bites for those of you who want to read the scripture on your own each day. A beautiful way to dive deeper into the Bible. Use this toolbox. Pull it out when you're looking for the right words. Turn to the prayers for the sick. Turn to the prayers for people who've just adopted a child. Turn to the prayers for those who struggle with addiction, for those in the armed forces, for the local government. Look to find the right words. You can find them in this beautiful book. You can also link yourself with a worshiping community that has ranged all the way back to the time of Christ. The earliest roots of our liturgy date back to 100 AD with the words, the Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord from the Didache around the turn of the first century. What a magnificent toolbox we have. But that doesn't mean that you can't pray spontaneously or just enter into what Elijah heard as eloquent silence or some translated as still small voice. There are so many ways to pray, but you have been given richness and tradition and beauty, artistry in this book. So carry it with you understand that it can become a part of you, there for you to use and explore all the days of your life. The prayer book is a gift. 
from the church to the individual, inviting in the third one in many different ways.